This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. So I know you guys know my intro music because I've been using it since the start. But fun fact, that intro music is actually created by my uncle. Uh, And my uncle's a rapper, I guess, in some way, shape, or form, which is always funny to say. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just the funniest thing. And it's so cool to be able to use it, use material that your family makes to, you know, I don't know. I'm being, I'm feeling nostalgic today or corny or lame or I don't know. It's really cool. So thank you, Uncle Matt, AKA the prophet for, uh, for the beats. And I think maybe DJ lunchbox might've been a part of that beat as well. Anyway, this is the pursuit podcast. I am your host as always at Mr. Adam X and you're listening on the auto collective. Before we get started, I'm going to ask, can you do me a favor? Go to iTunes, go to Spotify, leave a review, mention my name, screenshot, mention the podcast, send a screenshot to me and I'll send you a nice little care package. Uh, Some will be really good care packages. Some might just be one sticker. So a little bit of a surprise there on who's going to get what, but I promise I will send you a care package if you leave a nice review and mention me in the comments. Maybe I'll even send you a dollar. Who knows? Before we even get into the episode, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors this week, Onyx Maps, onyxmaps.com, specifically Onyx Backcountry. My favorite thing about this app is because, is, not is because, uh, it's because I travel so often that I end up in all these cool areas, but I don't really know where I am or what cool activities there are. So the thing with Onyx Backcountry, there's over 650,000 miles of trails and hikes on the app. And there's over 10,000 planned adventures on the app. So what you can do is you can pick where you are and look up local hikes and look up hotspots. So maybe you can find the, you know, you can look up a local hotspot near a river or a creek and find that swimming hole. That's my favorite thing about it. And I mean, specifically in the summer and when, and the best part is like, you can get back to your car, you get back to your van, you get back to your truck because it's all on there. It's a guidebook in your pocket. Go to onyxmaps.com, use code out of bounds, check them out. Uh, If you're a dirt biker, if you're a hunter, they also make Onyx Off-Road, Onyx Hunt, both phenomenal, phenomenal apps. And my second sponsor this week, Sierra Nevada specifically Sierra Nevada Hop Splash. I've been waiting for this stuff to come out for a long time. It is zero sugar, zero carbs, zero calories, and best of all for me, zero alcohol. Uh, It delivers that IPA-inspired hoppy kick. You know, nodes of, I don't know if it's nodes. Do we say nodes? But tropical flavors like peach, mango, and grapefruit plenty of carb carbonation so it's a little crispy clean refreshing it's awesome it's so good uh i I can't like i don't know what better ad there is than that but try it it's shipping to all lower 48 states now so if you go to shop.sierranevada.com you can get yourself some hop splash it will be circulating through grocery markets and everything else right now if you're local and you want to try some hit me up i'll try to get some in your hands Again, shop.sierranevada.com. Get yourself some Sierra Nevada Hop Splash. And now, the best part, the most exciting part, my guest this week. 
You guys should know him because uh, he's on the network. Uh, he's part of the collective. He is the host of Coffee and Van Chats. If you still don't know who it is, it's the world famous John Croom. And my favorite thing about John Croom is his attitude. Uh, he knows I'm a better cyclist than him, but he believes in some wild world that he is better than me. Uh, I must say he is an eight-time national velodrome champion, but that's only because I didn't compete those years. So uh, it was a really fun conversation because it's weird to have two podcast hosts on the on the network. So it starts off with some banter, and then we get a little serious. We talk about how he gets into it, uh, his struggle with weight, and now you know his struggle with being a professional cyclist and what he's going to do next and what it looks like. He drops a hint. Uh, I will drop a hint. It has something to do with legs. <laughs> that is my hint. Uh, John Croom, such an amazing guest, such a fun episode. So I hope you all enjoy. It's all, I mean, it comes with like reps in general. Yeah. When you're like, I remember the, one of the first weddings I ever shot, I like shot and I was like, oh, I fucking missed that shot completely. And then later yeah. you can't do anything. But now, like if I like it happens, you miss shots. And I'm like. Oh no, we got to do that all over again. And they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I fucking missed everything." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I think it has value, right? Like, yeah, I think I think it brings some value. It's like, um, especially like with these with TikToks and all this other bullshit. It's just like a matter of more or less, you know, getting it like getting it the best that you can. And I think that's what's nice about it is like keeping it authentic. I hate, I hate, and I think this is why I suck at YouTube. I hate like doing the stuff over and over again. Like I don't edit my podcast really. Oh, not at all. I'm just going to start recording. So we're just going for it. I don't know if we're going to use the video, but maybe, maybe we'll throw it on YouTube for fun. Why don't you, do you, is this the first time on StreamYard? No. Oh, why? Uh, well, cause I've never shit? used it and I need to start using it. Um, and, um, I would just use the video all the time if I was you. Yeah. I don't know. Does it have value? And we can always delete video? this or what? Yeah, but like, does this StreamYard video have value? I don't know. I have no I idea. Think, I think so. I think the coolest part is is that um, actually, you know, I'm just going to tell you anyway. I'm just going to ruin it. But the whole reason why I wanted to do StreamYard is because you could do the banners. And you know how I've been like making fun of you and all my podcasts? Yeah. Like, I think what I was going to do is I was literally just going to do a banner that was like, I'm better than Adam X. And it was just going to run the whole time. I love podcast. that. Maybe we'll yeah. do it on this one. And see, that's all. Well, yeah, that's what you should do. It should be John oh. is better than Adam X is what it should say. But yeah, but in what we have to get descriptive because like I do think I do think we should have uh, a podcast Olympics. And I've been thinking about this um, like all podcasters are just within our network within our network. And like so skiing um cycling um how to make a camp meal so like who's camping meals better yeah um yeah one I, pot I mean, meal yeah and so calligraphy you gotta throw in like a fucking yeah, something ethan can win uh how to who can make a tiktok faster this just like turns into like the influencer <laughs> awards uh <laughs> who, who can edit quicker um and then yeah i don't know like i just think it would be funny because it's always funny because it's like because I think I think I would lose actually. Because I think I suck so bad at skiing. My favorite part about any of this is Jabber's confidence. Is like, like he's like, I'll crush you and everything, and he truly believes it. 
Well, the cycling thing, if if he truly feels he could crush me in everything, I'm more than willing to do. Like I will fly out. I would fly myself first class, do a vlog on it, and write that shit off in a heartbeat. Actually, if he's so confident in it, I I would I would say yes, he would have to pay my first class ticket to fly. He there. Have you ridden bikes with him? No. He can ride a bike. I'll give him that. I'm not saying you can't, but well, like he can. I'm not, I'm not saying that he can't ride a bike. And, but that's, well, that's another thing. What, what kind of bikes are we talking? Are we talking gravel bikes? Or are we talking, do we have to meet in the middle? If we're talking about, if we're talking about going downhill, you might actually, you might actually crack my teeth in, like, especially on a mountain bike. Yeah. I think, I think we would do gravel. But my favorite thing about Jabber is like he is strong, he's powerful, like he's a great cyclist in every avenue. But like, and I'm not. Like I ride my bike a lot and I am yeah. not super strong. I'm not a great, I'm not like fast, but I have like this mental stupidity that like, it's really hard to break me. It's really hard to crack. Like we went the first time Jabber and I went on a trip, we went to Oregon to go mountain biking and I was like dying the whole time. Beat red. Like I am cooked. And we got to the parking lot and I'm like, you're done. And he's like, what do you mean you're like, you're dying? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. This is just how I will function, but yeah. I can go all day. Like, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's a blessing. I'm too dumb to know I'm hurt. It's like, yeah, <laughs> no, I have, I think, I think it's just cause I've been doing it for so long. Like I have like boundaries. Like if I go out and ride with friends, like I don't want to be in any more of a hurt locker than I already am 98% of my life. Does that make sense? So like, yeah, but I think if, you're doing it professionally is different than like, the only time I get to like push is on my own personal time. Like I don't ever have yeah. that competition sense. Like two days ago I went and I was like, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a century ride. I'm just going to go. Like I don't, I had no agenda. I didn't really have a destination, but like, that's the only like sense of suffering I get is self suffering. I'm not pushing for anything. I'm not going for any times. I'm not going for a cadence. Like, See if I, if it's me, like if I, and the, that's kind of where I'm saying this is where I might lose. Like I can, I, and it's not that I don't have anything to prove. Um, it's just that like, I'll get to a point where I'm just like, yeah, fuck this. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I just got back from world cup. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, so I'm just like, and so then I mentally crack and I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I just want to ride at this point. Like, dude, Leadville last year, I had one mission. And that my only mission was to uh, debunk the bullshit of a watt per kilogram counter calendar thing that they have. So, like, if you go to Leadville, they give you this this sheet of paper that that tells you, okay, if you ride this watts per kilogram, you'll go this fast. And if you do this, you do you go this fast. And it's like, I think it's bullshit. And this guy argued with me, like blacked out, argued with me of just like, no, it's like, it's really accurate. Like, it's really accurate. And I'm like, dude, I'm 210 pounds and there's no chance I'm averaging 300 watts for eight hours or whatever the fuck it had to be. And um, for me to go under nine hours. And he's like, well, you're not going to go under nine hours. And I said, try me. Dude, I put aero bars on my bike. I wore, I wore aero socks. And I wore arrow uh, socks. That's a thing. Damn right, it's a thing, dude. I'll send you some. Um, I wore I wore arrow socks, and then I also uh, 
uh, I had this like road suit. So it was like a skin suit with pockets and, um, yeah, fucking averaged 200 Watts and did it in eight hours and 40 minutes and said, suck my nuts. Like <laughs> told you that thing doesn't work. And, and yeah, it's like the best feeling. And then I had to ride steamboat the next day. And, um, yeah, that that's, this is what I'm trying to get at is that's the, the moment I was like, I have nothing to prove. Like literally I got to the start line of steamboat and people started riding away and I actually stopped. I stopped when I was in like a group of people, I stopped where I was and I let people go. And I was like, okay, now I'm ready. And I got back on my bike and I started like just going through the mix of people and like, dude, it looked like bombs went off. Like people, you know, cause like the first like 20 minutes of a gravel race, like because everybody starts together, everybody wants to ride next to people. Everybody wants to ride with each other. And, um, yeah, man, you just had like people from other teams like hanging in trees and like this, du- <laughs> this dude's like tires tacoed and like his ass cheeks hanging out of his shorts. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. And so like, I literally just rode steamboat. Like I had no business being in the front group of steamboat. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm trying to get at. Like I can literally flip a switch. Like I can be like, all right, I'm all in and I can have something to prove. And then I can hundred percent check out and just not give two fucks. But I think that's the difference between being, like I can't, I don't have a like a switch to flip because I don't do anything at a competitive level. Like I don't want to compete in a gravel race. I don't. I have no. It doesn't exist other than just like I know mentally I can keep going because I love doing these activities. So like, yeah, that's valid. It's that's like, valid. but it's a weird. It's a weird thing. Like I, Jared's always like, "I'll crush you," and I was like, "Yeah, probably." And so pretty it, much. So pretty much, what you're saying is, it's like. Like for example, I can ride a casual 140 miles. Yeah, like, I can. I could ride 100. And, I can ride 140 miles, and then like, I could go to a normal funk. I can go to a normal dinner and function. You're not and dead. You're, you're not toast. And, and you're saying that you you can go ride that same casual 140 miles, but you might be proper fucked no matter what. Like even if you're like, hey, I can't flip a switch. Like because no, that's what I'm saying. Fine. Like that's the switch I'm flipping. Like the the switch I'm flipping is going. Okay, I have shit that I want to do later today. So. I'm going to try not to ride that hard. No, I don't. I think I'm not saying that. I'm saying I could do that casual 140 and like be crumpled the whole time and then just be fine. Cause like my brain doesn't, ah, okay, my okay. brain doesn't tell me to like, like I couldn't put, like you could drop me, but like I could do that ride and I'd be fine. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't have the like, I'm in better shape than I tell myself I am. But like I yeah. could just pedal forever. Or like if it comes to like, backcountry skiing like long missions i'm not the fastest but like i can ride all day i can do giant missions if someone called me to do everest tomorrow i could be like yep i could go do that because i could just suffer through i don't want to do that i have no i'm not taking away from everest people i probably couldn't but like people like you don't ever want to do that never never in my life well and totally going off of off the cuff like the totally out of left field now that we've talked about like the network olympics we should talk about we should actually say fuck the network olympics and i just interviewed this guy jim uh, jamil curry and he's done this thing called the barkley marathon oh yeah you've heard of that yeah is it berkeley or barkley i think think it's it's i think it's it's barkley i want to say berkeley because you know it's like yeah that's california but this this race is in tennessee dude yeah and it's it's like essentially you suffer fest Dude, it's it's but it's like a next level suffer fest. Like going out and running a 250 miles or whatever it is, like 
that's a suffer fest, right? But this is a race that only like 15 people have finished and ever. Yeah, ever. And they release the course like it changes every year. They release the course 12 hours before the start of the race. And then the race can start at any time within those 12 hours. And then um, what happens is the dude comes over like with a conch shell or whatever it is and just like blows a horn. And it can start at any time. And you have an hour from when that horn was blown to the, to when the race starts. And so like it could start at like two in the morning. Yeah, they have like, one year I know they did. They like, okay, everyone show up Friday for like a runner's meeting, a pre-race runner's meeting at like 10 a.m. And when they got there, the race started. Like that was the start yeah. of the race. There's and see, a- like that to me, that to me is cool. Like that, that to me is like an event that I would want to do, um, which is really weird because I would never want to run. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, there's like, a documentary on that. Um yeah, I know. I'm I'm like all into it now because like oh. supposedly if you could complete three laps, it's called a fun run. Oh yeah, it's a. But like that stuff doesn't appeal to me. I don't know if anyone listening ever cares, but like yeah, that does not like I. I like things that are fun, and I'm I I'm okay with suffering, but like and there's types of fun we all know like type one, type two, type three, but like stuff like that where there's no agenda other than just like and some people need that it's like the personal battle with yourself you're not racing anybody else at that event other than yourself you know those 24-hour races that's what you're doing like you're just yeah but i think what makes those events kind of cool is like uh, they're just weird like why the fuck would you want to do that like literally i'm saying hey like and i think that's why i like it like why the fuck would you want to go do a hundred mile mountain bike race at leadville you know, and, and it's like, it's like, oh yeah, but it's like, it's like the hardest mountain bike race in the world. It's like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Like you haven't sold it to me yet. And it's like this constant, like, <laughs> you know, you should go do it. You should go do it. You should go do it. And then you're just constantly like, well, why should I do it? Well, you get to ride up combine, you know, like there's like 50% grades in it at some points. Like, and you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. So when are you going to sell me on this? And I think it's just like the people in the ultra endurance and the outdoor space, like we all have one thing in common. Like we just love to do stupid shit. And I think it's like <laughs> on top of like doing stupid shit, it's just like a matter of like, like in the moment. And and it's funny because I was talking to Jamil about this too, is like in the moment you're like, why am I here? Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then you finish said event and you're just like, dude, that was epic. And you're like, at what point was that epic, man? Like you were about to die at like uh mile 80. And I mean, dude, at Leadville? Like Leadville, you know, especially being that it's like only like three weeks away. Like the amount of times that I saw Jesus and uh, some sort of higher power, like, dude, whatever you believed in, I saw it. Like I saw us, I saw gods, I saw multiple, like, it was just like, it was so fucked. It was just like, you're going up, you're going down. And then like, you know, you're trying not to stop at any aid stations. Cause all you can think about is this big belt, belt, belt buckle. And then you're like, oh, well. Now I'm out of water and I still have a climb and I got 20 miles to go. And you're like, oh, it's only 20 miles, you know? And then you think about that. That's only two hours. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's insane. And so, yeah, I don't really understand why we do what we do, but I think, I think it's epic. I think, I think it's sick. And I think that's the one thing, even if we all do different shit, I think that's the one thing we all have in common. Yeah. And it's always, I ask anytime I get like an ultra runner on or like a really, 
and most people in our in our realm are endurance athletes but i just had katra corbett on and she is a ultra runner she's done over 100 100 mile races she's 57 years old still on the podium like she's for lack of a better word and i would say this to her but she's insane and then yeah. and then we we chatted and we interviewed and if you haven't listened to the episode go back and listen um but she <laughs> Soft plug. yeah she was addicted to drugs and she yeah. got into a whole world and you know now she's clearly clean and has been clean for a long time but she had a traumatic life event that she got out of basically and that's why she runs because she can not because she has something to prove not because and it was like ah oh, that was such a refreshing answer she's like I got a second chance. She didn't call it a second chance, but because I can, because at one well, point in my life, this, I couldn't, this is going to sound so fucked, but like, I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude, like part of like part of these runs and part of these like you know, endurance events, like, like that's probably about as close to being high as being high is like, like, dude, I've oh. been on a mountain bike and like, I've seen shit like, you know, I, when I rode from here to Kansas and like you go through these highs and lows, dude, like there's a moment where like, like you're right, you're essentially riding a wave. And I'm talking about like lowest of the lows, like to where like there's been times where I've started to fall asleep on a bike. Oh, and Katra talks you know, about how her doing drugs prepared her to hallucinate on the trail. She's like, these, go, she's like, these sober motherfuckers had no idea. And I was like, that's not real. I've done this. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's funny because I was like, I was like, as you were saying all that stuff, like she was like a recovering addict and whatever. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, honestly, that's I was, I'm about to say something that's probably going to get me canceled. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> but, but like, I, I honestly think that I honestly believe that. It's yeah, she as she talks about it, it was it was phenomenal because it was things that I would never, th I'm straight edge. I've been straight edge my whole life. Like I never yeah. did drugs. I never did alcohol. I still don't. Yeah. Whatever to each their own. I don't care. But it was so funny hearing from a former addict who's like, these people have never, they don't know what it's like to see shit. Like I lived that. I did that. Like I'd be at yeah. the club at five in the morning seeing shit. Now I'm on a trail. Like, psh, and I was like, wow. Like talk about someone who's lived a life. It was so inspiring and so funny and so as you say, like cancelable, but it's it's like, oh no, this is real. And she she lived it, she did it, and it somehow prepared her to be this insane ultra runner. No, yeah, for sure, dude. Like it's it's wild. I don't know. Let's talk okay, everybody, for we've been recording for I don't know, <laughs> fifteen minutes. Uh yeah. I have John Croom on the show, if anyone hasn't realized yet. Uh <laughs> host of Coffee and Van Chats. And I don't know, professional cyclist. It just because it, it's only because it says it on your Strava. That's the only reason I'm giving yep. you this a, this accolade. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it doesn't. It's not like only typed in the bio. Like I actually have the Strava piece. I know you have like the verified check mark of Twitter, but on Strava. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eight-time national champion, national record holder. I don't know what that is for. I just know you're a national yeah. record holder. Podcast host, husband, fixie extraordinaire. I mean, you kind of do it all. Gravel cyclists. Yeah. Um, a coach. I mean, podcast host. I, I I have like part ownership in a coffee company now, which is kind of weird. And so, yeah, like I, I'm just like 100 miles a minute, dude. Yeah. What's um? Let's backtrack a little bit. You weren't a yeah. skinny mini back in the day. 
I don't no, know how else to say that. Still not in technicality um, to the cycling space, but I say fuck the cycling space. I can be whatever I want, but um, but yeah, no, I used to weigh like what three hundred and five pounds, and um, I had really big man boobs at the age of eighteen. I used to sweat walking upstairs to um, just like go to class and shit, and um, then I was like, yeah, you know, this really sucks. And, uh, I started riding a bike and then one thing led to another and I started racing and then, yeah, I lost like a hundred pounds. And was that a plan? Like, did you want to be a pro cyclist or you're just like, I need to lose weight like for myself? Well, it's really funny, man. It's like, I never wanted to be a podcast host and you're probably like, well, where's this going? But like, long story short, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, it was just like one thing led to another. So it's like, you know, I started riding a bike for fun. I started riding a fixie bike and I didn't even know what a velodrome was. I didn't know what bike racing was. And I worked at a bike shop so I could pay for parts. And and honestly, it was better than what I was doing, man. Like I worked in fast food as a kid. Like I always had a job. Like when I was 15, I, I always worked. And um, yeah, like I just wanted to do something else. And I couldn't get like a job in retail for whatever reason. Um, like I, I wanted to be that guy that could work at uh, Abercrombie and Finch or like fucking hot topic or something in the mall, but nobody would ever hire me. Um, and I think it's just cause I wasn't pretty enough. Um, like when you're 305 pounds, like, yeah, you're just not like, you don't look cool, I guess. And that sucks at least to the social norm. Like I didn't look cool. And I was like, man, this is lame. And, uh, anyways, I got into cycling and long story short, like, yeah, somebody told me I couldn't race like legit was just like, you're too big to race. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I was really, I like, I think I sucked at sports because like I was so good off the rip. And I think it was just because I played sports that aired well to bigger fellas, like football, like, you know, just stand there and don't move. And then, uh, wrestling in the heavyweight division, it's like, just fall on top of the guy and then hope to God he doesn't move either. And then eventually they'll count to three and you're done. And then like with, with cycling though, there is, uh, there is some weight advantages and some things that you need to learn. And, uh, yeah, long story short, I jumped in my first race at like uh, 280 pounds because I was riding then and I lost some weight just from riding and I, but I wasn't really like tracking it or anything. And, uh, yeah, I crashed <laughs> in my first race. I just like ate shit and, uh, yeah, the rest was kind of history, man. Like I just kept, kept doing it. What got you into indoor like track cycling what's the proper term track cycling velodrome uh track cycling yeah i would say track cycling yeah Uh, what got me into track cycling they built a velodrome in uh rock hill south carolina which was where i was living at the time and uh i went and watched a race there and this was after like i did a few crits and like you know criterium racing is uh is probably like the the bread and butter of american racing um bold you know it's uh what you don't think so i don't have enough um anything to argue that but oh, someone, okay yeah, someone yeah. will okay. someone just trying will. to just trying to start start some controversy yeah. i think it's i think it is because it's like you know it, it's dying for sure like but i think every part of cycling is dying and that's just like podcast for a different day i can go down that rabbit hole if you want to start talking about what other people are going to say are dying but anyways long story <laughs> short i did my first criterium race crash and but there was like 150 people in this race like it was just a lot of people and on the track they're limited to 24 people and i was like okay this is more my speed like it's just like less people but like everybody's in closer proximity but it's less people and so like for me this makes a little bit of sense so that's what i did and 
on top of that, the races were shorter and not only were the races shorter, but there was more races throughout the day. So if I fucked one of them up, I could do another one. And so I was racing like four or five times a day. It's kind of like, it's kind of like road cycling meets BMX. And I've actually never said that because I'm just thinking about it now, but like you can do several motos in BMX, whereas in road cycling, you can only do one, but like you're on a road style bike. And so like, yeah, we were doing like several different races and long story short. Yeah, I did it. And, um, I did it and you know, I kept going, kept going eventually won one of the races. And then I was like, okay, I'm on to the next thing. It was like, that was a box checked for me. And I was like, well, can I go out of the state and win a bike race? And that's kind of how it all happened. And then you go to out of the state and then next thing you know, you're at nationals. And then next thing you know, you're in South America, Europe and whatever else. <laughs> so there's no plan. It wasn't like your childhood dream to grow up and be a cyclist. It just kind of, you fell into it. You realized you were pretty good at it. You're yeah. getting better. No. Well, it's, that's a funny story too. So like, I remember coming home from my first track race and I remember looking at my dad and being like, I want to go to the Olympics. And I was 18 at the, or 19, 19 or 20. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I want to go to the Olympics. And, uh, you know, at this point I'm still like a hefty, like 270 dude, like I'm a big boy. And they're just like, uh-huh. And I had shaved my legs. That's like the whole conversation. Like <laughs> my dad was like, like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, I live in this, I live in South Carolina. So you can only imagine how this conversation is going. I'm not trying to get my dad canceled, but, right. um, but yeah. And so like this conversation is going way left field and, and I'm just like, bro, like, I really want to do this. Like, this is what they do. And like, here's the reason why they do it. And uh, yeah, I was just trying to fit the part. I was just trying to fit the mold. And, uh, yeah, long story short. I, I did tell my dad, like, before I even won a bike race, like, I want to go to the Olympics and I want to, I really want to be a part of the Olympics, which, you know, spoiler to, to, to my cycling career, I never go to the Olympics, but uh, I get pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, how do you follow that one up? Like, well, I actually didn't make it. Well, it's, it's just like, you know, it's it's because i i get weird about having these conversations when like people are like have you always wanted to go to the olympics like well i never actually went to the olympics and so like yeah i've always wanted to go but um you know and i like it's still to this day like it's something that you know i will always be like oh yeah man i you know i wish i could have gone and but you know it it just is how the cookie crumbled man um and I mean, I still have an opportunity, I guess. I guess I could go in 2024. I guess I could go in 2028. But my head and my life is starting to go a different direction. Um, and this is, I don't know if this is a retirement podcast for me, but this is the first time I'm announcing it. Like I told myself I was never going to be that asshole that posts a picture of myself and be like, I'm retiring. And it's been it's been great. And, well, and it's like, well, what are you retiring from, John? You never made any money. <laughs> no, so, but you, I mean you're just being hard on yourself like it's well that's cycling so that's like cycling in itself and that's the culture that we've unfortunately created it's like um to be pro you actually technically aren't pro unless you have a professional card and i never technically had a professional card i mean i guess i was signed to a professional track team this year um but i've never actually had a salary from a team um yeah period yeah but you have eight national titles correct yeah i mean is yeah, there there's zero money in that yeah yep yeah, uh-huh 
Yeah, there was no money. And I, and you know, and you know, this, I might, I might like really like put my foot in the mouth and it's like, unfortunately, like it, the, 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 the is. I actually grew to watch the space change, honestly. Like, uh, so when I came into the sport, there was no real like Instagram or influencing or anything like that. And, and like, I was coming on the tail end of that. Like, I'm not that old, but like I was coming on the tail end of like, okay, now you guys need, you need to start posting. And when I was coming in, it was actually results. Like, it was like, what results do you have? Like, what have you won? Like, what are your records? Like, what have you done? And now dude, like you cannot finish a single fucking race and make like 80 K a year and have a bike brand deal and like all kinds of crazy stuff and be sponsored by Red Bull. And like, it's just different. Like, whereas back in the day, like people were fighting for results and people were fighting for prize money. And like, I used to look at, I used to look at, um, race flyers just for the prize money. And, uh, I don't even do that anymore. Cause nine times out of 10, it usually sucks. And then, um, on top of that, I'm probably getting paid by some team or some brand to go out there and do content. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, okay, <laughs> it's it, just different, man. It's just, it's, it's honestly different. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know where we, how we got there, but like, yeah, the, you know, Oh, we were talking about me going to the Olympics. It's just like, and how it all started and me never making any money, but like, yeah, like I realized that the Olympics was just another bike race that only happens every four years. And the reason why it's so prestigious is because it's every four years. Like it would be cool to call myself an Olympian just to call myself an Olympian for Olympian's sake. But I was actually like during COVID watched that film that came out. It was like The Pursuit of Gold or something like that with like it was uh, narrated by Michael Phelps and stuff. And it was like, that dude has won so many gold medals and he like just pretty much talks about depression. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like that skinny dude or skinny girl in class. That's like, Oh my God, like I'm so fat. And you you're just like, it's like, bro, you're complaining to me, man. Like, have you seen me? And it's right. like, you got to understand that like everybody has, everybody has their own thing, their own shit that they're dealing with, you know? And, uh, not to get like too, too emotional, but long story short, like, I just really realized that it's just like the Olympics is just, it's just a fancy name for a bike race. It's a fancy name for a big event where a lot of countries come together. And while it is very prestigious and, you know, I'm super respectful to everybody that gets the opportunity to do it. Um, I just realized that it wouldn't make me a different person the next day. And I think I was fighting for it to make me something that I think, I think I was fighting for it to make me become something, you know what I mean? I mean, I to an extent, I can't pretend that I know what that's like because I am not an elite athlete on any level. Yeah, but yeah, but I, but like, I, I think, think you explained it well, and I think it makes sense. And I think you know, I think it's a, and as you're saying it out loud, maybe publicly, you're you know hashing it out in your brain too, and coming to terms with what it is. And a lot of Olympics. And who wins them and who doesn't and who even gets to go. Some of it's just timing. Like yeah. your age, where you line up, where you are in your career. And like for you to commit to going, that's another two years of commitment. Yeah, but like, I mean, like the commitment piece in like two years, like, man, that's like what? 
720 days or some shit like that. 730 days. <laughs> Something like, like that. Like you can, well, like when you start breaking it down like that, man, it actually doesn't sound that long. Right? Like what's 60 yeah, days? Right. What's, you know, and, and, and you start looking at things like that. And, and I think it's actually more than just timing on age and, and ability as more as it is on uh, timing of where an organization's at. And this is going to get real like boring and businessy, but like if you can't put a program together to like, look at our swim program. Like the reason why we have such a dominant swim program is because we have a swim program. The reason why we have such a dominant gymnastics program is because we have a gymnastics program. It's not just like Americans are just pumping out crazy swimmers and crazy fucking, uh, you know, gymnasts. Like, we have cyclists, we have talent, we, we have the world champion, we have an, an individual pursuiting, we have, uh, um, you know, that junior world champion, I mean, the junior national or world record holder in individual pursuiting. And uh, like, we just had like five guys go in the top five in the tour this year. And so it's like, they're there, they exist. Um, but if you don't have an organization that can back them at a gold medal level, you're not going to have a gold medal, gold medal capable program and so it's it's hard to to say that and i understand that like funding comes from the usopc which is essentially the the uh the olympic committee for the u.s which then pays usa cycling so usa cycling exists usa swimming exists you know usa archery usa triathlon like they are all like their own organizations and then they all get money from this big organization and then you know, your big pitch to this big, big organization is like, hey, like, we're going to get you this many medals. Can we have some funding? And so like when you have a when you're going up against a USA swimming, when they're like, yo, we're going to win every freaking event and it's pretty much going to be all gold medals. Because usually you'll do just as well if you go like, yeah, you know, there's seven opportunities for us to get medals. So we're going to get, uh, you know, at least seven, like we'll shoot for at least five of the seven medals. Um there's no color backing so like you can get bronze and all of them and you you've achieved your goal whereas like usa swimming is like yeah we're gonna get gold and we're gonna get them in like 10 out of the 10 you know what i mean and so and there's so many opportunities to get medals in swimming and so yeah they're gonna get a lot of money um yeah even then it's sad that that's you know it's obviously it's a business and it has to be run like a business but there are so many yeah. stories of you know just even just gold medalists in sports that no one gives a shit about who are just like, yeah, I work, I work at Home Depot. Like my number one sponsor is Home Depot because I'm a speed skater and no one gives a shit about speed skating or, yeah. you know, like it's. And are you really sponsored if you're like having to go in and clock in and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we pay your salary, um, but you still have to work here. Like it's like. So wait, am oh, I yeah, getting paid it's... to work at Home Depot or am I getting paid to be an athlete that just happens to work at Home Depot? And then and then I'm saying I'm sponsored by Home Depot when in reality it's like, bro, like I can apply for a job. Like you're pretty much just saying that like that's like that's like my job saying they sponsor me because they allow me to take time off so I can go race my bike. And it's like, no, I just picked a job that gives me the opportunity to pick my schedule and race my bike whenever I want. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I get, I get kind of pissed about some of these brands and shit when they say, Oh yeah, we sponsor X, Y, and Z. And it's like, fuck, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I think some brands are trying and some brands are, you know, there's always, and again, it's a money wash for a lot of them. And like, that's great. And I think, I don't know. I don't know the answer. And it, the money thing is hard because it's, 
you know, I know a lot of athletes who are athletes compared to me for sure. And like, same with, I mean, not you because you're a pro cyclist, but just from the podcast standpoint, and it's like, sometimes you feel bad. Like sponsors make this podcast run. This is, I'd like to think I'm offering something to people. And, you know, I definitely think that the brands that work with us capitalize on what we do. But then it's like, man, am I taking money out of like, an actual athlete's budget and i hope not and i think i don't because i give them the platform and i let them tell their stories but it is a weird thing when you know you know there's athletes i've had on here who have been to the olympics and i know for a fact not that i'm making money doing this but that i make more money than they do and they've got a bronze around their neck and i'm like what like yeah yeah no it's uh, there's a lot of athletes like that and and you know, it's crazy to me too. Like there was a switch, honestly, you know, going back to light switches, I think that's just like the key of this podcast, but there was a switch for me, honestly, like where, um, you know, I used to go to sponsors and I was like, yo, I've done this, this, and this, like, let me, let me do it on your bike or let me do it on in your clothing. And I wouldn't get a response. And honestly, I remember like getting, um, you know, shooting out emails and being like, yo, I want to go to the Olympics and nobody gave a shit. Like just nobody fucking cared. And the moment I was like, yo, I run a podcast. I'm going to try to do some vlogging. Um, I'm going to do some content. Um, oh, it's 2022. I'm also going to post a TikTok like a day, like every day. Um, I'm going to post a reel every day. I'm going to post, you know, this, this, and that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, those same brands that were ignoring me for going to 2024, all of a sudden like, yo, what are you up to? <laughs> um, hey, how's it going? And it's funny, man, because it's like they, I've actually have brought it up in conversations like where I've been like, yo, I, I've emailed you before. And they're like, no, you haven't. I'm like, yeah, here it is. And like, we've talked about that email. And it's like, it's crazy to think about like a lot of this, a lot of this sport and a lot of this, and maybe it's in the outdoor space too. I'd love to know, but like a lot of the outdoor space and a lot of early cycling, like a lot of the sponsorships is about who you know and like being in the right place at the right time. Like, you know, I got more praise off of getting third place in the hundred mile, the hundred mile unbound than I did from winning Pan American Games. Pan American Games. Like it even sounds. Yeah, I think. I just think it's what people care about, right? Like Pan American Games sounds old to me. And like. Sometimes old, my grandfather got bronze in uh, rowing in the Pan American Games. And crew, yeah. like crew, he was part of a, but it's like, and I'm not taking away from you. It's basically the Olympics. Like you're battling the same people you would battle in the Olympics, yeah. arguably. But it's just our world, our TikTok, our society, and gravel's so hot right now that like, that's what people care about. And yeah. it doesn't... No. X Games happened this weekend. I texted Jabber. I was like, hey, did you know X Games happened? Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know yeah, it happened. Me neither. That's insane. That's actually, that actually is kind of funny. Like, yeah, I, did, I had no idea X Games happened. X Games ha- ended yesterday. Oh, wow. Right. Hmm. But it's like, think of how many people cared about that 10 years ago. You couldn't, You couldn't watch any TV and not see it. Yeah. And now it's like, I didn't even know it happened. It didn't even like. Yeah, it's it's like racing and, and content and everything's relevancy. Like it's just, and I think that's, yeah, that's the social space we live in. And, it, you know, back in the day, it's like, 
it's just like and maybe and honestly it's like i'm having an epiphany right now it's like you know when i said i've been in the sport where i've seen it kind of switch to you know being results based to being um to being like kind of like content based like you're only like people would remember who won said race because they were talking about it still but that this time there wasn't like other races popping up around you being like, Oh, Steve just won this race and Dave just won this race. And then there's this new race that just popped up and like, you know, like a lot of races started becoming more relevant or on equal levels, like unbounds huge, but you know, winning mid South is pretty big too. And winning, you know, any of the Belgian waffle rides is pretty big and, you know, crusher and the tusher, or like, you know, the uh, Arkansas high country, like, you know, you win any of those races. It's like, it's just, it can be just as big of a deal and again, just, just as much media attention. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that there's more, yeah, there's more things to win. And so at this point it's like, um, content, 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 relevant, 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 you know, does this have anything to do with you unofficially, officially announcing your retirement or like, does content have anything to do with it, or well, like, like it... I can like you have to provide. You're not getting younger. Uh, you're yeah. married. I don't know if kids are on the way or a thought or whatever. That's irrelevant. But like, oh yeah, wife's pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> do that on this podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's gonna be no. pissed. Um, no. no, but like, is that like okay? I can pivot here while I still have some lack of a better term, some clout and grow more yeah. clout and focus on the podcast and focus on vlogging still while cycling, but not instead of spending that three hours a day training, you can spend that three hours a day creating content. Is that, did that have anything to do with your decision? Or? Um, no, it, it actually didn't. Um, it actually did not at all. Actually. No, no, no. Like I love creating content. Like I created content because I created content and I love creating content and like did sometimes my content take a back seat and Eth, uh, you know Ethan's probably gonna listen to this and be like oh yeah it definitely takes a back seat when I'm racing and stuff like that Ethan's and like, not gonna listen to this he never <laughs> but but you know what I mean it's like like my so like when I'm racing or when I'm out and about like it it does get pretty hard to put out content and like you're in a hotel like like just a couple weeks ago I was in a hotel in Colombia and like when you have like uh you know you're trying to like sort guests out and like people are canceling and whatever else and then shit pops up whatever and you're like trying to get this stuff all pumped out and then you're also trying to like put your best foot forward to race um yeah the, the you know it's it's a lot and so it does take a back seat but i think what what has me kind of retiring it's like and this is gonna sound so dumb and so cliche um i don't think i'm retiring like, I don't like that word. And it's not just solely because of a status thing. Like, I'm not saying that it's a, I don't like that word because I'm still riding my bike. I'm still, I'm still putting in some hours on the bike. I'm still training. And there's a chance that I could come back in for 2028 cycle, but I have an opportunity to do something else that I can't really talk about mainly. But like, if you know me personally, um, you know what I'm talking about. And like, I've, so essentially I signed a sheet of paper that told me I can't talk about it really on in media um but i've dropped it a few times um just like you know from friend to friend and essentially like i should be able to announce like what that looks like in a few a few weeks which is kind of cool um but there's a chance it might fall through and so like i had to have this like hard look at myself and go like you know am i still having fun and i had to i had to check that box or not check that box and then i had to go you know, 
we didn't qualify this last year and we had this sort of support and now we have this sort of support are we going to do i think we'll qualify this go around and so there was like there was that those kind of conversations and honestly i didn't check those boxes either one of those boxes like i'm not having fun yeah so and i I'm, mean it's a good and for I'm you not, one yeah and then the next reason is like um you know the 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 organizations and stuff like that and it's like look i love usa cycling like the whole part of and a lot of people are going to look at this as me just like kissing ass of usa cycling and that's honestly not true like um i have been giving a fuck ton of opportunities from usa cycling and like could it be better for sure like could they pay me more or pay me at all like yeah for <laughs> sure like that'd be awesome i'd really appreciate that but like we can play this game of like constant being like, oh, well, if only I had X, Y, and Z, um, I would have done this, this, and this. And it's like, dude, everybody has a problem, like all the way down to, and this, this kind of always goes back to my Michael Phelps thing. Like even Michael Phelps had issues. Like Michael Phelps had issues with how the shit was ran. Michael Phelps had issues with, you know, um, how he was treated after he finished the Olympics. Like, you know, how, how he was supported and he felt like he wasn't supported enough. I'm like, from us, from the outside looking in, we're like, bro, suck it the fuck up. Like you make loads of money yeah, and you're just like living. You. Yeah, dude, like enjoy it. But then at the same time, it's like, he's a fucking human being, you know, like you have to understand that like he is a person too. And like, guess what? When you're a human, you have shitty things that happen to you. <laughs> and when shitty yeah. things happen to you, they outweigh the really cool things that happen to you nine times out of 10. And so long story short, the reason why I'm taking a step back from cycling is more or less to focus on my mental health, um, more or less to try to work on some of the things that I think are issues in the space. And, uh, and also, yeah, like work on the things that I love the most. And like, I love producing content. I love, um, you know, I love doing podcasts. I love, uh, you know, just the fun intricacies of that. And like, there's no pressure behind that. And I think that's why I like it. And again, like the pressure stuff, I usually feed really well off of. And, you know, nine times out of 10, when I didn't get selected for racing and stuff, like I was actually, that's what actually made me the best is when I didn't get selected, I would like come home and train my ass off and do whatever. And then I realized I wasn't doing that anymore. Like I wasn't like, when I didn't get selected, I would actually just come home, relax and hang out with my wife, hang out with the dog. And I was actually really stoked. And so I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for, good for you, though. I mean, that's, you know? you know, part of it's a business decision. It sounds like you have something lined up, which is amazing. And part two of it, I'm sure your wife is like secretly pumped because it's never it's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you always do every once in a while you do like a nice little tribute post to your wife and you recognize like. That sucks. Not being yeah. not being your wife. I mean, that probably sucks too. But no, <laughs> no. But like being a support team when you're just physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, and she's, you know, not necessarily spoon feeding you ramen, but like you know, cooking up ramen at your pit stop or like yeah. No, it's 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 a lot, man. I think that's the thing. It's just like it's a lot. Like you know we're trying to make money to make things happen and we're trying to like live lives and she's trying to live her life, you know, to how she sees and how she wants to live her life. And then, 
I'm trying to live my life to how I want to live my life. And, you know, it's really crazy too, when you're like trying to explain to people that like you're chasing this dream, because like when you tell people, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I ride my bike and I travel the world. And, uh, it all goes back to the Michael Phelps thing in the sense of like first world problems, right? Like, right. You, oh, you travel the world. Like you're 28. You've never had to walk into an office. And, mm. and it's like, yeah, but like I have my own, I have my own things I deal with. I'm in like crippling fucking debt. Um, you know, I have to pretty much sell my soul to every brand that I've had to work with in the past. You know, it's like, there's a lot of things that, you know, come with this and like, there's a lot of expectation for very little return. And I was starting to realize some of that and I'm almost started to kind of realize some of my value. Um, there was a time where I would do whatever it took to become X thing. And the moment when I started to realize that I wouldn't do whatever it took, I was like, oh, yeah, like, let's start to figure some other things out. Like, I mean, you know, for example, that's the whole reason why I started a podcast was just like to straight up fund my cycling. And it's weird to say that because it's not like it's just, you know, this it's not like you just start a podcast and start getting ads No, like it's not how it works. And so it takes it takes some time. It takes some grind. And like, I can, I think that's one thing that I'm really good at is I can see something and I can go, Oh, I can see where that can be in a few years. And I'm, I'm not going to stress about it right now necessarily. Cause I mean, I remember when he, even going to Jabber and being like, yeah, dude, I don't need to get paid or anything. Like, like it's just like, let's just grow this thing and let's see where it goes. And, and, and like, that's, that's kind of my mindset. And so like with cycling, it's kind of the same thing. It was like, I don't, like, yeah, the Olympics would be cool, but I, I kind of like this process leading into the Olympics too. And so I'm just going to take it as far as I can until I realize I don't want to do it anymore. That's, so, I think that's a good answer. I don't know if you thought about that too much, but I think that was a, a solid, except not that my opinion matters, but an acceptable answer on like, it just is what it is. And that you continue to grow and you have time if you want to if you want to make the push in a year you can but then i like what you talk about the podcast and like when i started this podcast long story long i was a guest on jabber's show yeah way before he was getting any actual guests yeah yeah <laughs> i was a guest uh you know big fish small pond ski 100 plus days a year sleep in vehicles great like I can sit here and Perfect. tell a story. Yeah. So I was a yeah. guest on Jabber's show. A year later, he was like, hey, I want to expand. Do you want to have a show? It's like, sure. So he was like, all right, you're up. You have a show. And like, that was it. But I, yeah. don't know if, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no... And I don't know if he said it or someone else said it to me, but they were basically like, it's just like going... Your first 10, your first 20 are like going to the batting cages. Like, sorry for my first 20 guests. If anyone wants to come on again, would love to have you. But like, you just have to try and get your repetitions in and you just, and like see what comes of it. And now this is, I want to say this is episode 70 for me. Yeah. So still infant, really a year and a half. Well, and that's another thing too. It's like, um, you know, even, you know, episode 50 or, you know, like these, like the ones in the middle, like sometimes you have off days and you have these like off episodes and you have these off things, but like, you just got to keep going. And that's kind of like cycling, man. Like you'll have these, like 
these downs and these things. And like, that's the thing I was having the downs, I was having the highs, but like, I didn't really want to keep pushing after I had the downs. Like after I have it, like if I have a bad podcast or if I have like a bad, uh, or I just like feel like a post was like kind of lame or like half-assed or video was half edited or something like that. Like, and it, and it, and it reflected too, even in the views or like, even in like, you know, what was getting pumped out of there. I'm just like, man, I know I could do better than that. And so like you, you then, you know, you then try to push yourself. And I, I was starting to notice that like, oh, I'd have a bad race in cycling and I wasn't upset. Like I finished like in Cali, Colombia, like at this world cup, I was just ready to go home. Yeah. And I, I knew, I knew when I felt like that, like I was like, oh man, this is bad. And so like, if I ever came back to cycling, I'd have to have that fire again. Like I'd have to have that, um, that want to, to push and that want to, 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 yeah, to, to be the best in the world. And like, that's, that's the reason why I did what I did is I, I wanted to be the best in the world. And I wasn't <laughs> not even close. Um, but you I got to race with some good, of the best though. in the world. And you like, were damn I, got to, good. I got to meet some of the best in the world and I got to, you know, um, you know, I got to, you know, stand on podiums with some of the best in the world. I've got to, you know, shake hands with some of the best in the world and, and honestly gain some of the respect from some of the best in the world. And so like that to me was, I made it further than I ever thought I would. And like, you know, something that I thought about is like, what would 15 year old John think of 28 year old John? And like, he'd be fucking amped. He'd be fucking stoked. He wouldn't know nothing about cycling, but He'd be like, what, you're a profession, pro, pro athlete? Bro, you're a pro athlete at eating Hot Pockets right now um, at the age of 15. <laughs> That's a cool question to ask yourself. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I'm 36. I've got some years on you, and I think, you know, would 18-year-old me be pumped on me? Would 15-year-old me be pumped on me? And, like, I think the answer is yes. For sure. And it's it's a scary and thing. and it's It is a scary thing, but I think if you're, like – if like when you have those bad days, like, dude, I remember I was having a meltdown in the Frankfurt airport of Germany because of some clothing sponsor was like not sending our clothing and it was a complete mess. And like, I had to take a step back for a second. I was like, dude, you're in the fucking Frankfurt airport. You're about to board, you know, comfort class because you fly so much. And you're in fucking Germany and you just got a pretzel and a hot and a schnitzel in <laughs> yeah. Germany, dude. And even those in the airport are really good. And so like it literally like legit, like I'm talking about was borderline of tears, anger, tears. And I started doing that and I just started laughing. Like I was just like, and it might've been delirious, but like, you're just like being like delirious or whatever, you know, it's like, it's just like losing my mind from travel day. But <laughs> Like <laughs> it was, it was one of those days, man. It was just one of those days. And like, uh, yeah, no, it's like I said, man, I, I'm I'm stoked at, you know, what I've been able to accomplish and what I've been able to do. Yeah. And it's, you know, the grass is always greener, right? Like that's such a simple term well, that, thing. Well, dude, that was that was another thing. It was like, what happens when I go to the Olympics? Like, what am I going to want? Like, OK, cool. I'm going to want to win the Olympics. OK, let's just say you win the Olympics. What then? Oh, I want to win world championships. OK, you win that. Then what? Then what? And it's this constant, then what, then what, then what? Like, are you ever going to be good enough? Like, is John ever going to be good enough? And then I realized, like, at some point, this has to stop. And I can stop it on my own terms, or somebody can stop it for me. And 
at some point it's going to stop. And there was like things with my relationship, you know, with my wife, like there was things with relationships with my friends. There was things with relationships with, um, sponsors and brands. And I just realized that I was taking on so much and that it was starting to affect my performance just for me to keep this dream alive, just so I could say I was an Olympian. Yeah. Good for you. It wasn't worth it. Good so, for you. That's not, yeah. you know, not an easy decision, not an oh. easy. Well, it's funny. I'm on this podcast just saying it like it was super easy. Like I definitely went to therapy. <laughs> yeah, but therapy's cool. Like if, so, yeah, if there's was... one thing that the collective supports equally as a whole, it is everyone should go to therapy if you feel like you need to go to therapy. Yeah, and, and they don't even sponsor this podcast. And I know they sponsor podcasts, but better help. Yeah, it's pretty much where I went. We should get um, them. We're going to get it's, them. It's so easy. Like it was just. Yeah, but that's man, fun and it's great for things. someone like you to say that out loud so anyone listening can be like, oh, yeah, like it is that easy to like sometimes you just need someone to talk to. It's important. Dude, that's yeah, a whole other podcast. Like mental health is important. <laughs> we can yeah. drive that home all day. Yeah, no, I, I like I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck around with that. Like if it's something like if it's money is an issue, things like that, it's just like you can always figure it out. Like, dude, it's like. 10 meals eating out kind of thing like it's it's worth it just to even have that one phone call um, yeah yeah just somebody that's non-biased i think uh, but anyways let's completely pivot here you own a coffee company co-own a coffee yeah, yeah. company yeah yeah how did that come to life are you a complete coffee snob one yeah i can be a coffee asshole for sure but um i actually lost a little bit of that when um when um yeah when i started like when i got older um more or less like i just started to like realize and i i was also like a cycling asshole so it was like you know it was like oh man who's this guy and she's like i realized that like that's what actually makes these things so cool is that it brings so many different likes of forms of people and so i'm not the i definitely am your black coffee kind of guy um but I'm not going to fret you for going and getting a Frappuccino that barely has any coffee in it at Starbucks with like 10 pumps of mocha. Like, dude, if that's what you're fucking into, that's sick. Like, I think I think that's what makes coffee culture and cycling culture really cool. It's like, you know, it, it just brings people together more or less. Um, and so that was why I got into coffee with with top two. I reached I, a song. Honestly, it's not a really that cool of a story, but I reached out to him and I said, how much would it cost? Um, and they shot me a number and I was like, sick, let's do this. <laughs> That's awesome. How and, involved and so, are you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be involved a bit more. And that was honestly like part of the, you know, you want to talk about putting content and everything on the back burner. Like I definitely put top tube on the back burner. Um, and so like, I'm definitely going to try to be more involved here in the coming years. Um, but yeah, it just depends on what, what it looks like and how it grows. But like right now they, I think they're partnered with like uh venom bikes and like venom I, and man, I, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just going to say it. But I think like they have these booths at these triathlon things and they can't go to all of them. And so what we do is we go for them and they just ship bikes and we essentially serve coffee. And so yeah, like that... it, it kind of a cool partnership and how that kind of worked out. And so, um, yeah, hopefully it kind of grows into something even cooler. I know we're, we're creating a, a venom roast for them. So nice. What, um, what's your perfect cup of coffee? Like, how do you make your cup of coffee? 
Uh, it depends on the day. It, it really depends on the day and like what beans I have. But like, uh, I just got back from Colombia, and uh, there's this mechanic uh, that works for the Colombian national team that sells coffee, and uh, I bought a bag of coffee from him. And um, it's it, actually it was, cocaine. Yeah, it's actually. Surprise, yeah, it's actually. Okay. I feel great. I feel great right now, man. Um, but uh, but yeah, I. Uh, it was already pre-ground, um, which I'm I'm learning Spanish, but I don't know how to tell them not you know not to grind it. And so then I ended up with uh, some ground coffee, and then because I had to like literally like he speaks no English, so we had to like I honestly part of my Duolingo training was so I could buy this coffee. Um, <laughs> And, um, yeah, so we got the coffee or whatever and, uh, uh, got back and it didn't really pull in the espresso machine really well, but I would say like, I love like on a work day, I love a good French press, um, just cause it's like, it's there. Um, but honestly, like I'm an espresso, like I love making espresso. I just love the process of it. And then when I'm traveling, um, I'm an AeroPress guy. Like I bring the whole setup, like I hand grind my coffee. Um, I do an AeroPress. Um, and, uh, I have my own kettle that heats up to a certain amount <laughs> and like, it's, it's a process and I have a scale and everything and I weigh my coffee beans out and weigh the water and I do the whole shebang. So I make a whole process of it, but, um, but I'm also, I also love instant coffee. Like that's how, that's how on the spectrum I am. Like I can do, I can weigh my coffee and then I can also, I, I fly Delta solely so I could get there. um, decaf fucking um pre-packaged coffee things and i just like i start like you know spitting game to whatever fucking uh flight attendant is you know <laughs> man or woman i'm just like yo you're you're the best you rule you're awesome <laughs> like you're killing your job today and they get so amped because nobody ever tells them that because flight attendants do kill their jobs by the way i can only imagine what they have to fucking go through i hate walking through an airport so much less dealing with people like that all day is is amazing so hats off to them um but yeah you just start hyping them up and then they become your hype man and hype woman next thing you know you're leaving that plane with like a trash bag full of uh like biscoff cookies and fucking three dollars uh, worth of instant coffee hell yeah dude it's great i love it love it i i am the same when it comes to that um i think you're a little more coffee snob than i am yeah um but i'm the same like i love like the worst cup of coffee i've ever had in my entire life i was in orlando it was like 103 degrees i wanted a cup of coffee no one has coffee in florida like it's just not like a unless you go to like a cop but like i went to a 7-eleven this cup was so burnt like it was so disgusting and i was like i love oh, yeah. this like this is what i want at this time so yeah. like instant coffee i'm a pour over guy um mostly because I, I, I love a good pour over yeah. i'm in the van and i think pour over is an easy cleanup uh maybe a little wasteful but like french press i have to like use a bunch of water to clean it got it water's got it. a resource for me so yeah having 30 gallons of water which is a lot but like you know, I need that. So pour over, I think, has become my number one strictly because of the van filter. I can throw the filter out. I can burn the filter. Maybe yeah. people will be mad. But that's like, but I'm a pour over guy. That's been my, that's been my no, thing. No, I, th I think that's perfect, man. Like I said, like I think, I think all forms of coffee. Again, I don't think I like coffee because of the coffee. I think I love coffee because of what's what happens with coffee. And that's like why I asked that dumb question at the end of my podcast and stuff like that. Cause it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you like go get coffees with people, you know, and like 
you sit down you, that's how you start your day everybody and let's again it's just like kind of like us ultra endurance athletes so we all kind of have something in common with like the fact that we love to suffer we love to do stupid shit. it's like we as humans like we all kind of have the same thing as like oh we all love to sit down and like just wake up whether it's tea whether it's coffee whether it's a beer you know i mean like whatever like you're just like this is what you know this th this is like our time to like communicate and just be with one another i think it's kind of cool yeah it's there's some habitual aspects behind it i think i think that's why a lot of people smoke cigarettes like it's yeah, just, probably but yeah. like it's just like that like it's just like a habitual thing like you go out on your porch like i was always jealous of people who smoke cigarettes because they just like get to stand outside all the time <laughs> like yeah i guess yeah but like that sounds stupid but like you just stand but outside you... like smokers are like the most outdoorsy people i know because they Bro, just like like but there's like so many other outdoorsy things you could do like yeah um, but middle of a work day boom I guess this is a good point. snowstorm like, like you're just in the elements like no matter what they are you got to get that cigarette in your mouth and i i respect them for that i'm not telling anyone to go smoke guess, cigarettes um if you're gonna I smoke guess, cigarettes get some cbd cigarettes they might be better for you i don't know i guess it's one of those things though it's like it's like you know people like i i remember people because this is what always cracked me like when i worked in when i was like 16 years old and i would like you know it'd be pissing snow outside and uh Somebody would just be like, oh, fuck, like, I got to go take a smoke break. I got to go walk outside, like, smoke in the cold. And it's like, bro, like, you don't have to go smoke if you don't want to. And I think this is, like, around the time where I didn't understand addiction. But, um, but yeah, I was just, like, so, like, my brain, I, honestly, you know, I would spend eight hours of the rest of my work day just, like, melting my brain going, like, he doesn't want to go outside in the cold. Why the okay? All right, dude. I'm yeah. telling you, smokers are secret outdoorsy people. I don't get it, but hey, whatever. The whatever original outdoorsman, go, you know. The original outdoorsman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. But. People are gonna just be like, "Oh, Adam X and John Croom just told me to start smoking cigarettes." So that's what. Hey, I'm man, doing. if you want to smoke, if that gets you outside, and that's what you want to fucking do, like by all means, just don't put it on the ground, please. And uh, oh, that's like my that. number one. That shit cracks me. That shit cracks me. But like, if just uh, don't litter in general. I knew it. I knew a guy that was like very stickler about it. There was a smoker. He was a very big time stickler of like his cigarette butts and like how he disposed of them. And it was like, it was the craziest thing because it was like he was like probably one of the only people I had ever met in my life that like smoked cigarettes, but was so conscious of like of littering like just cigarette butts like it wasn't like he could see somebody throw a doritos bag on the ground and he could give two fucks like dude throws a cigarette on the ground he's like you're making all cigarette smokers look bad <laughs> it's like it was kind of like it was kind of oh, like cyclists like when a cyclist runs a red light and it's like what the fuck you know um and so they freak out uh but yeah i love that uh i want to talk about your podcast a little bit yeah yeah did what about you it? did you plan your interview style or did it just happen? Um, like, I feel like I you say fuck a lot. I don't mean that in a bad way. I love yeah, it, I actually. Say fuck a lot. Yeah. You, it depends. Like, it depends if I'm if I'm drunk. There's been podcasts where I've been a little drunk. And now, oh, that, I'm like, I, now that I'm out of the cycling space a little bit, um, there's been podcasts where I've been a little stoned as well. Um, I live in Colorado. It's 100% legal. You know? I'm not a cop. 
Um, and so, well, I just more or less for my, for my, from, for, for everybody listening. Um, yeah, no, like it just kind of like, I really like with the podcast, I really go off, off the vibe and it's funny. Like I'm about to tell everybody my trade secret, but you can tell when the podcast is just kind of off. And like, the thing is, is that I message so many people to jump on the podcast and I message like, um, you know, to, and, and honestly, like there's only been like three or four guests that I've had on twice and I'm, we're on like episode 120 at this point. Um, and so like, I really go out of my way to just talk to people. And like, honestly, it's wherever the conversation starts to go is like kind of how we roll. And I honestly like start to pick up on their vibe. So like if their vibe's pretty good, like I, I'll like start to open up a little bit. And like, if they're opening up, I'm opening up and it's like, it's like this constant thing. And like, um, yeah, like the Katie Compton one, like I got, I was really nervous for, and I think that's the one I said fuck a lot in. Like I, uh, that one I definitely said, yeah, I said fuck a lot, <laughs> um, because I was like, one, I was, I was a little buzzed from because I had, I had a few drinks because I was like, okay, you know, this is really stressful. Katie doesn't want to do any interviews, so I need to be relaxed. So I just like need to, I need to be open from the gun, um. And I mean, dude, she cried on the podcast. Yeah, it's it's like it's an epic. That was an epic interview. And I think I think to get those kind of interviews, you kind of have to be open and like and I think like honestly, like with vocabulary and like the interview styles, like like, dude, I, I want my podcast to be like two dudes and two girls and two people and just human beings talking on the phone and just like shooting the shit like you guys are just catching up yeah it's like that, I that to me is that. really cool and i i go for that often sometimes it doesn't happen i try to and it's funny because you like try different like you prep you yeah know, the interviewer a little bit like your interviewee i'll be like hey i just yeah. want this to be a convo like no one gives a shit where you were born or if your dad was rich and you went to a fucking ski camp like no one cares like what excites you now what are you doing now like you've been on every so i some people they get it and it's my job to do that it's your job to get them to like loosen up and feel comfortable but it is funny i tell people it's like a blind date every time like and you just hope yeah that you hit yeah it and that's like that's kind of the thing and like you kind of have to take the lead like i think as the interviewer and so um that's usually what I try to do. And like, if it starts going a little too formal, I just kind of keep it formal. Like, because you can tell like, cause then you're just going to sound like a madman. Right. If you're just like, you know, like going off this. You can't like, have an agenda. You have to yeah, go yeah. with how it goes. And do you have so, any, yeah. you don't have to say names. Do you ever, do you have any that you have recorded and never released? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I have like, there's a few that I've released that I'm, I, I still have questioned if I should have released that episode, and I won't say names. No, please don't. I feel feel awful. But yeah, no. Yeah, there has been, and and honestly, it's, it has nothing to do with that person. Actually, it has everything to do with how I interviewed them. And yeah, it's our job know, to get them to. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's really hard to say that. Um, it's really hard to say that, like, you know. You know, it's always funny when like people are like, "Oh, what are we going to talk about?" It's like, "Oh, like you know, this is kind of how how I how this podcast rolls, and this is how it'll flow." Um, I've only prepped questions for one podcast in my entire career, so out of 120 episodes, I've only given 
the the interviewee, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah the interviewee, so. um, a bullet list of. Oh, I've never know. given it to a guest, and I've I, there was only one person that was the only way he would do it, and it was uh, Gus Morton. Okay, from uh, um, what is it? The outskirts, and he also does the uh, thereabouts with uh, his brother. Yeah, so they were like rode across Australia and whatever else, and so um. Yeah, it was the only time I ever did it. And that was actually like one of my longest episodes. We did an hour and a half. Um, and so it actually made me think like, maybe I should do that more often. And I was Do you like, do nah, notes? Nah. Do you do anything or no? Uh, no, I do some research. Like I don't, I don't really do notes. Like I, I have in the past, like, like I, like there's some podcasts that I have in the past where like, you know, I, I, I like with Cody Townsend, I did, I did notes on that one. Cause like, I didn't know Cody that well. Um, Which I and love that. Was, that. Yeah, and so that was that was actually a wild podcast because of how it happened. Um, I it was during COVID, and I was stumbling across content, and I found out about his like fifty fifty or whatever the fuck fifty project. Doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, this is just like cool. Like the content style is just cool. So I just kept watching, and then uh, him and this girl just like rode their bikes, like yeah, Michelle Parker. To the, yeah, to the base was Mount Mount Washington, I think, or something. Not like Mount that. Washington, um, but yeah, Mount. Ailes, it was a long. I think. It was a, yeah, Mount Hamilton. It was a long time ago, and and anyways, I was just like, this dude's insane. Like, and partially because like I was just getting into skiing at that time, and so like, I when I found out like how hard skiing was, and he was just getting into my sport, which was cycling, kind of, you know, and he, but not just getting into it. Like he's diving in head first, like bikepacking isn't just something that you get into. Um, and so like, I was just like, wow, that's, that's insane. And so I definitely wanted to get his two cents. And literally I, I shot him a cold email on, um, like I found his email address and I literally did it. I did it on my iPhone. So it even had like the scent from iPhone on, on the description. So, and he and he was super cool he was super cool he just jumped on and like no questions asked like just like yeah hell yeah let's do this yeah and i think that's awesome. a testament to who he is um and oh, why he's sure, had such sure. a great career but it is fun like i'm a skier like i know a lot about skiing i'm not good at it but like i'm a skier uh and i've been interviewing a lot of cyclists and it's to me it's fucking hilarious and i hope the cyclists that i interview get it at least like because yeah. it's kind of like i respect it i like love it but i'm always like you know like i had uh peter Stetton on and it's like yeah you were in the tour and now you're a gravel guy and i'm like why i was like why gravel bikes that's just, like the dumbest thing on the planet why are we riding on a gravel bike just ride a mountain bike or yeah. like you know and and we had a really great conversation it's really fun but it's like i hope that they understand that like you know i'm not an idiot i'm not oh, ignorant to the yeah. sport but I like we all definitely do i think i think honestly like that's what they like the most and i think honestly that's why cody was so quick to do mine because i think he almost picked up like this guy does not know who i am yeah you're not a fanboy which i like, think and is so because i think people get nervous that like when they jump on a podcast like especially like cycling podcast because like I, I've talked about this a few times at this point, but I uh, do you know who Andre Greipel is? Nope, by chance. So Andre Greipel, it was in the tour, you know, big sprinter dude. Like he rode for a lot of Yumbo. I essentially shot him a cold email, and he responded and was like, um, like he's won stages of the Tour de France, like big, big time, big, like one of the, one of like in our generation, one of the best sprinters, German sprinter. 
And um, yeah, he just responded and was like, you know, next time maybe you should let people know how your podcast is uh, before just cold emailing them. And uh, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I was like, all right, well, there you go. Don't meet your heroes. And I, I mean, I bet it was just solely like, oh, fuck, like I'm about to just get like some fan guy wants to message but, me. Because like, <laughs> do we get weird emails like cyclists? Like, I mean, I can only imagine the emails like pro level cyclists get. But uh, like we get weird emails like when I was with, you know, Ashton Lambie, right? Yeah. So when I was with Ashton Lambie, who's like, you know, world champion, whatever, uh, great friend of mine. And he we would like like people would ask for his clothes off his back like people would send him like emails asking him for used chamois and shit and you're just like what the fuck like like dude like my sweaty yeah know, like i area don't, has I don't been want here. this like yeah i don't i don't, I don't necessarily want but dude like people would pay like big money and like there's like a it's kind of like feet pics i think yeah you know? <laughs> i had that that chick that was on the podcast that talked about her only fans and stuff like that and she was like yeah you'd be shocked at the emails i get it's not like your classic like hey you know send me a naked photo it's like hey you know send me a picture of your ear or hey send me a picture uh or send me a video of you telling me happy birthday yeah in a red in a red t-shirt and you're just like how did you get there dude like how did you get there but, and, but I mean, yeah i think it's whatever I think that's literally I what like, it's a whole, is like. yeah i don't know it's i don't know how we got from just blindly asking people for <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah on the for, podcast for, for photos for, for, but no that i think we were talking about interviews like in like who we've ditched and who we've like you know who we've kept yeah and, like, it's where the podcasts go but anyways long story short yeah no the podcast like yeah I, I love doing it and i think i think it's super cool i never really like i said i never really prep for it um but like because a lot of the people that i'm interviewing like i kind of sort of i kind of sort of have an idea of who they are and honestly like i shoot big man like if if you've if you've been in the cycling world or if you've been in the athletic world even like i think i've dm'd like i've definitely slid in some dms that i have no business sliding into and i've shot my shot and like honestly that's how this podcast started like yeah i literally shot my shot with like 10 people and i think peter statno was like my 15th episode or something like yeah that. Like, but it's i think it's funny because i think a lot of times they don't see it like I'll get responses oh, yeah, 100%. in like six months and they'll be like, oh, I never saw this, but I'm down. And then you're recording like an hour later, which is like yeah. hilarious. But it, it is wild. It is funny. And now it gets easier because now you can like leverage people, right? Like when I send emails, like if I sent, I'm like, oh, we've had guests like Emily Harrington. And, you know, it's like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I like, definitely... Oh, if Emily did it, then I guess I yeah. could do it. Or, you know, it's... and that's actually how I started doing it. So, like, I sent out like 20 cold emails in the beginning. And then once I got a list of names, like I would look and see if they were friends. Oh, or yeah. Like if they've hung out together or if they've ridden together or if there was the opposite, like they weren't friends, like they were like rivals or something like that. And then I would actually, yeah, like that's how I would like soft plug. Um, like I have the guy from uh, Trainer Road podcast coming on soon. Okay. Which is pretty sick yeah like, i mean that's big time in the cycling space so i'm really excited to have him on because i don't think he's ever really been a guest on another podcast oh i messaged michaela gato today and was like hey if you're friends with this person which i know you are can you like text her and be like hey the craziest like in <laughs> i might not even know this i got i got a crazy one for you but what's the craziest guest that you've almost had a potential of getting on the podcast you know what I mean? Like it's been like, oh, well, you should think about getting this person. And it's like, 
No chance that person comes on the podcast. Oh, I got bait and switched with Travis Rice. Wow. So you, they did come on? No, no, no. Um, oh. A company we work with, I called them out in a meeting about it, so I don't feel that bad yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> um, one of our sponsors was like, hey, do you want to interview Travis Rice? And I was like, oh, yeah. Hello. Like, <laughs> would love to interview Travis Rice. Give me 10 minutes like that. And then... So I email them and give them all the info. And then like a week later, they're like, oh, Travis isn't available, but we have this person. Uh, and it was a really great guest. And I don't want to say, but they, is, yeah, yeah. they just because I don't want to undermine them yeah, yeah, publicly. Yeah, yeah. But it was actually a really great episode anyway. But yeah. like they gave me Travis Rice, you know, they gave me Pepsi and then they basically handed me an RC Cola and I was like, ah, oh, shit, this cola is really good still, but yeah. like, it's not a refreshing Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was on podcast with a person and I'm not going to mention their name, but I was on a podcast with a person and they were like, yo, you should think about interview interviewing my friend. He's in the music industry, but he's just getting into cycling. And I was thinking I was about to get Patrick Dempsey. Okay. Like I was like, you know, cause like he's, he, I think he was like, Patrick Dempsey was our, uh, like our coordinator for USA cycling. Like he was our leader, team leader for USA cycling. Like he's the guy that led the people to the Olympics. Right. Like, cause they are, that's how that works. Like they get this like celebrity or whatever, but it was seal Whoa. the singer, the singer. And I was like, no fucking way. And I was like, I don't know how relevant this is, but it's just kind of cool that like, have that on your podcast but nothing ever came of it yeah but i love that like my goal <laughs> still to this day well i want to get tom green that's like if i get tom green i might just end like my i'm done who's the biggest who's the biggest person you've ever emailed like that was like a long like come on we've all sent like a fucking we've i don't shot send our a lot of like dreamer ones to be honest oh, i think my biggest sent... guest is emily harrington um that's your biggest guest but to me the biggest so I shot my shot to Steve-O. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I mean, I've messaged Tom Green, so I guess that's my... Uh, that was she, you, shoot, you definitely yeah. shot your shot then. You just yeah, yeah, it's Tom Green. That's, yeah. that's like the funniest, but I think Tom Green and I in a room would be like... And maybe it's just me thinking I'm, I'm funny, but like I was a Tom Green fanboy. I grew up with that. I'm 36 years old. Like yeah. the MTV era of like it all just... And I, my biggest my biggest fear is like you get one of those people on that you actually do really look up to and it's kind of like the Andre Greipel situation. You get one of those people on and and you just like, oh man, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know, know what I mean. I Tom Green rules. They don't want to ruin it for me. No, Tom Green still slaps. I, I mean, yeah. according to his Twitter, he's still hilarious. He like lives in the country in Canada yeah. and has a van and travels all over the place and has a podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, if anyone knows Tom Green and can put me in touch with Tom Green, that would be fantastic. Your life. Let me ask you this. Who, if you could have any guest, who would it be? <sighs> any guest. Doesn't have to be in cycling either. Yeah. hundred percent. I probably wouldn't be. Um, if I could have any guest, Honestly, it probably would still be Steve-O. And the reason for that is because he's getting into cycling. And, like, there's, so there's some relevancy there. Um, and I just think it would be fun. And, like, you know, I grew up watching, like, Jackass. And, like, that was content. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, know? they're the original. And so, and so, like, it would be really cool to, like, interview somebody like that and just, like, how they've come up through the space. And especially the fact that they still do crazy shit. 
um, at their age is pretty wild. Um, but yeah, probably them or like I would probably want to interview somebody in the uh, more extreme sports outdoor world, like a like a Ryan Sheckler or um, that girl that's driving NASCAR right now. Oh, I don't know her name. Sick. Yeah, I don't know her name, but like she's she's and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but um, that would be really cool. Like I would really like I'd really just love somebody interesting or um well yeah we all, we all want well, no 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 like like but like in an interesting sport like i don't think there's like like there's no like movie star or like somebody that like i would want somebody that's like in you know like f1 even like, yeah cool. i don't even watch f1 i would just want to no i know what you mean and i you think know what i mean yeah because i like my goal from when i started this was like i'm gonna have a wrestler on like yeah, like that would be epic or like, like somebody from the ufc like like that would just be epic but like wrestling to me like i am a wrestling dork like i don't follow it religiously i don't really but like i love it it's a multi-billion dollar publicly traded soap opera like yeah and like what do they do do they come in character or like are you gonna like interview them as a person like, but like i want like stone cold steve austin and like you're like this big tough guy you're portrayed as like this tough guy blah 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 but like really you're just an actor so like yeah what does that look like ah oh, that's but it's funny because you deal with like the fan base of like you know no, for sure we're... now that you've mentioned that i would want to get right now i'd want to get my dream interview would be patty the batty the scottish yeah. ufc fighter right now but like yeah. that would be like i don't know and it's it's been interesting and i've been sprinkling like i love dirt bikes i love motocross i love travis um, pastrana would be good right but like oh man yeah, there's so many. The list goes forever. But I just yeah. had Cody Webb on, who is an American hard enduro rider and is huge in his world. Like was factory KTM Red Bull left KTM because of some like political bullshit. Um, but in our world, necessarily, he's not this huge superstar. So it was really fun. It was kind of like you doing Cody Townsend. Well, no, that's for sure. That's what I was about to say. Like, I was like, I, I did the Cody Townsend episode, and like, I think it would you guys would crack up how many lessons it got, right? Like, in comparison to my other episode, and the episode did really well. But that was like, you know, I can't do those every week. But it was really fun, and Cody was like such a sport. And I'd known him ten years ago. I saw, I used to work for this this point of view camera company, and I signed him to like one of his first like camera contracts. Now he's sponsored by GoPro, and you know, like yeah, yeah, but. He didn't know that was me. So it was like this really fun, like, I was like, oh, oh remember cool. when you signed a contract in Vegas for Drift? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you signed it with me. <laughs> he's like, oh, what? wow. So he didn't even put two and two together? No, because, like, I was just some fly-by-night, worked for some crappy camera company, you know, like, in and out. Um, wow. So it was, but it is fun to do those different conversations, blah, 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 blah. I have one final question for you, John Kroom. I wrote yeah, yeah. it down. This is my one question I wrote down. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What do you do with the elephant? I can't give it away or sell it? Nope. Oh, easy. It would become my best friend. <laughs> That's your final answer. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, honestly, we would hang out. Um, I would love that thing to death. Um, when it passed, we would do a, a whole funeral for it. Like, it would be a big thing. It would be, it would just, like, literally, it would become... Yeah, like we come my next of kin pretty much. 
Like I can, I couldn't answer that any quicker. I can't give it away or sell it. And, and I would honestly, like, I feel like if you introduce it to me and you're like, yo, like, here's this elephant, I'm giving it to you. You can't, you know, you can give it away. You can sell it. I feel like I would have already created an emotional attachment to it. The moment you said, Hey, I'm giving you this elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate you for that answer so much. <laughs> like what else would you do? Uh, what would you do? What is like what right, I would like, start a circus, I think. Start a circus. Yeah, I would just go to like like county fairs and I would just like this is my elephant. They're... Absolutely not. No, cuz then they would take advantage of your elephant. Your elephant would No, no, be... no, cuz it'd be mine. Like it would be like we would just hang out. That would be the show. Like it wouldn't like make them stand on like a small thing or like I would just want the elephant to myself, I think. I think like that that's the thing. Like that's where I'm trying to get at it with it. I think Right. I you wouldn't let I, people I, like hang out with your elephant. I don't even think I would create an Instagram for my elephant. <laughs> like it would just be you know how people do that for their dogs? Like, yeah, no, like I wouldn't I wouldn't pimp out my elephant like that. Like, would you it, name it? A hundred percent. What would you yeah. name it? Um if it is a boy. It's a boy? Um <laughs> Clarence, <laughs> I'd name it Clarence. Yeah, uh, Clarence, Clarence or Carl, and and like yeah, like I would I'd honestly hang out with him all the time. Yeah, like whenever I had free space, like for example, like when we would jump off this podcast, I'd go straight out there and hang out with Clarence. <laughs> Absolutely, and then I'd eat I'd eat meals with Clarence, and he'd eat his meals. What do I, I don't even know what elephants eat, but I'd probably just make peanuts. him breakfast when I made mine. Peanuts. I think they just eat peanuts. You're shitting me. That's like that's what elephants eat. I think that's like what circus clowns give them. I thought that was just like a cartoon thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a zoologist. Well, bro, you're about to give me one of these things. I need to know what to feed it. Well, I was just saying hypothetically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do elephants eat? But so, yeah, no, I, big vegetarians. No. Yeah, see, that's I mean, look, dude, I. I'd Bark, cook them up some fruit. I'd cook, I'd cook them up some kale. Um, Small plants, twigs. Fuck yeah, dude. No, I'd I'd be yeah exactly. I'd I'd hang out with them. I wouldn't. There was there's like there's no there's no ifs ands or buts. Like he'd be he'd be my best bud. Clarence the elephant. Uh, elephants do not eat peanuts in the wild. I didn't th- like. Well, that's like saying like mice eat cheese in the wild. They don't even like, like them that like, much. It's like say mice eat cheese. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think mice do like cheese, and that's a way to capture them. But it's like not Tom and Jerry, bro. It's not like they're oh, just like getting God. charcuterie boards every night. I love it so much, John. Where can people follow you? Tell them about your podcast and kind of what what's yeah, next so for all John. All you need Crew. to do is go to feetfinder.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Um, go to out of collective and you can find my podcast there out of collective.com. Um, or after you listen to this, just literally wait for like, what is this? You come out on Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh dude, there you go. 24 hours. So 24 hours after this episode, there's probably a new episode coming out that I've just recorded and I don't know what it is, but you should, you should, you're finishing this episode right now. And if it's on Wednesday, um, just wait 24 hours but if it's on thursday you're in luck the next episode coming up is probably me which is sick um but yeah you can find me there um you can look back and do anything but uh you can go to my instagram which is john c 
Kroom. And all you have to do is if you message me and say, hey, I think you're a better cycler than Adam X, I'll send you a coffee mug or something cool um, until <laughs> until those run out um, and stickers and stuff. So make sure you send me that. And then if you also go to Adam Jabber and you take it, you screenshot this and you say coffee and van chat's the best podcast on the out of collective. I'll also send you something else. That's pretty cool. So be sure to do that. And uh, yeah, that's all I can think of. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and one more, this is the final one. Um, And we'll put, I'm going to make him put this or I'll put this link in the description of my next podcast. If he doesn't do it, go follow our editor. Uh, Ethan and screenshot it and send it to me. I don't think he wants to be followed. I know that's exactly why you should do this. Uh, So go follow (laughs) and then then screenshot it and send it to me because he's private and all that weird stuff. So it'll be funny when he gets like, he's going to hate it so much. Yeah, it'll be great. But anyways, yeah, that's where you can find me. I know that was a lot. I like Uh, it. I'm for it. A lot of fun. This was long hour and a half. Hell yeah, dude. I think if I hit this, it's just going to stop recording. So then we can talk shit. Let me see. I don't know if I'm going to kick you. I'm going to try not to kick you here. I think if I do that, I don't use StreamYard enough. There you go. Yeah, you just hit end broadcast. Yeah, there you go. Perfect.